0: Hey, it's g with a TDD Pro Tip. I suspect sentinel returns. And and though I still use them, it's generally because I haven't found the right formulation to replace them yet. I'm working on the TSD project today and I've got a nasty little chunk of code I wish weren't nasty. Uh, You can go check out the file, there are links for it here and there, but that's not really very important. I'm not gonna go into that code, but I wanted to show you this or tell you this, As I glance at it, I notice there's an awful lot of sentinel returns. What's that? A sentinel return is a place where you call a function and it gives you an answer of some type x, unless there's a problem, in which case you still give me an answer of some type x. But the answer isn't the answer, it's an object of type x that means no love here. Most sentinel returns involve looking for things again, of type x. If the thing is found, return it. If it's not found, return some borked instance of type x. The granddaddy of all sentinels is the bog standard, tell me what the position of this character is in that string. If you find that character, return its index. If you don't find that character, return negative 1. Negative 1 is not a valid position. It's never a valid position in most programming languages. It's a sentinel. It's telling you there is no answer. Now, there are no bad dogs, right? Sentinel returns are not inherently evil. There are two reasons why they're ubiquitous, especially down there at the bottom of your stack, a cut or two above the mouth. First, for performance. Sentinels combine two answers in one, which can be a lot more efficient than asking two questions. Second, for full control. By providing those two answers, we provide maximum info for the coder to decide what does and doesn't matter. But every sentinel return in your code is a guaranteed explicit branching construct in that code. In the string find case, for instance, you can never just use the answer blindly. You have to branch around the possibility of the sentinel saying, "Ah, no love here. I don't desire explicit branches. They make me think, and Mama didn't raise no thinkers. When I can find a way around them, I do. The trick, as with most coding constructs one's unhappy with, is to see if you can wrap it so that it works in your context, but so the branch is effectively hidden from view almost immediately, in the very next level from the call to the sentinel return. That is, the immediate caller of the sentinel return has the branch, but its callers, in turn, don't branch explicitly at all. A simple case of this, in in Kotlin Maps, there's a a get or default that takes two arguments, key and default. It, It gets the value associated with the key, or it returns a default answer, if there's no value already associated. Internally, it branches, but externally, a caller is none the wiser. There's also get or else, which takes a key and has a lambda argument. The lambda can do cool things like go ahead and put the key in the map if it's the first dereference, which is very useful when you're doing something like using a map to keep a count of all the keys um, that 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 got ran through some data stream or other. Another case, a method that's supposed to find things and return them in a naive implementation might return the thing or a null, but you could also make it return a list. If the thing isn't found, the list is empty. This lets callers iterate blindly over the list, hiding and killing off that branch. Another case that's easy to write in Kotlin, a find and target that takes a lambda. It executes the lambda if and only if the target is found. The thing you notice when you do these sorts of things, the question in the coder's mind changes from, what do I want to know, to why do I want to know it? You see, you can't choose one of these mechanisms without a context to suggest which one works best. Anyway, I'm looking at this ugly code, and there's several things I don't like about it, but nearly all of them are the operational result of code tweaking to go from green to green test-wise. At the time I wrote the Sentinel Return stuff, I just didn't have enough context to have any other answer available to me. Now though, my test set is about as complete as I can make it. The current algorithm branching all over Hell's Half Acre will hopefully give me all the context I need to come up with a simpler and more expressive way to do this without all those Sentinel Returns. Now, By the way, the TSD is the subject of the first real programming video season, so if I do bring this bad boy under control, you'll be able to see and hear how I managed it. The series launch for that is planned in December. Upshot of this pro tip is this, I suspect Sentinel returns. And though I still use them, it's usually because I haven't found the right answer yet. I haven't found a way to not use them because I don't have sufficient context yet. I'm Jeepaw. Thanks for listening.